Neil, we are recording. Good. Welcome to this recitation. I'm pleased to have Fiori, Anastasia, and Cecilia to explain the Fab Academy. And so with that, I'll hand off to you to begin, please. Hello, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Anastasia Pisofidou. And uh, together with uh, Cecilia Rasmandi from Wild Society and Fiore Basil, we are um, we have been working actually since uh, Fab uh, 12. Uh, we have been working on uh, an educational program uh, that we called. We have uh, various names, but finally we've uh, ended up to call it Fabric Academy. It's a new textile academy. And the reason why we uh, basically we want to launch the program on the 27th of September of 2017 and uh, today we will be able to show you our advances our milestones uh, why we are doing that uh, the details of each uh, class and what are the soft and hard requirements for uh, the labs to, to be able to um, to run it uh, our concept is not to run only in labs, but also uh, to run independently and also inside schools and institutions. So we have been working uh, in order to find uh, the mechanisms of how this program could work uh, inside the um, academic calendar of uh, university. Um, so uh, why we are doing that? Um, the reason is that um, we will approach the the issue from three or four perspectives. One uh, perspective is the education. So um, if we talk about um, the current education in the, the fashion uh, schools, uh, we will see that uh, it is not really uh, corresponding to the needs of our society, and they have to they ha they are missing an update into uh, the tools and the technology. So, in terms of education, we think that um, we should uh, have a new kind of um, program that uh, is a hybrid program that combines and. It, uh, not only fashion design, but technical uh, aspects, and also um, in order to be able to create the new um, the new person that will be able to continue uh, and integrate into the textile industry and innovate. Um, in terms of um, education, we also see that uh, inside the FabLab network. Uh, when we started um, different uh, activities that were around textiles, and I am sure that uh, uh, up to now we haven't traced uh, this movement uh, very in detail into the FabLab network, but we will see that there are many uh, FabLabs that they are working with wearables, and they have uh, startups that they are uh, uh, related to textiles and also with fashion designers. Um, we will see that uh, we have. Um, yeah, what did I say? Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah, your audio. There's okay. a little background noise, but your audio is okay. Good. So uh, the thing is that uh, un, uh, in a non-formal way, uh, we started some activities in the fab lab, and I, I guess that all fab labs have these textile activities, and we see that the 
the profile of the people that uh, reach uh, in these kinds of activities is a little bit differentiated from the one that we are used uh, uh, to. And we find this uh, of great value to open, to open up uh, to different kind of disciplines, uh, the FabLab community, and to uh, be able to create synergies for multidisciplinary uh, projects in this way. So these are, uh, in terms of education, these are like the values that we find. And then I will uh, uh, hand out to Cecilia uh, to talk more about why we are doing this uh, with program. Yeah, so um, I think also this program really has the aim to fill the gap between the education, as uh, you were saying earlier, and the industry today, but much more for from a um, socio-economical aspect, I think, and also towards um, a collaborative mindset, which is really missing uh, in the field of textiles and fashion in this whole industry. So if we're looking at this from the point of view that we trying to work towards um, self-sufficient cities and local production and circular economy, um, all of these aspects are missing in this field. And I think that um, to, this course will actually help us to connect again as consumers, because we are all consumers of the textile and clothing industry, that we want it or not, to sort of um, reconnect to the production and the manufacturing, which is happening now really uh, in a detached way from us, um, and be able to regain the skills and uh, also change the skills and implement different technologies and different fields to create a much more yeah, multidisciplinary course, and then also multidisciplinary uh, sort of professions one day, uh, new professionals, because now we're trained as fashion or textiles designers without any um, connection to technology, actually, and to the ways that we can apply technology to the manufacturing. And, and of course, it also has to do a lot with the, the mindset, this sharing mindset where we build upon each other's knowledge is something that is really not in this industry. It's not part of it, and actually I think we're trained to do the opposite as uh, fashion designers and sort of like hoard all the information uh, because everybody's scared that somebody else is going to copy from us. And this is also something we want to really change, and we want to bring that change to this uh, field, and what's better than uh, an academy to do that? Did you want to add anything, Fiore? Yeah, I, I wanted to say that this is like a very big opportunity for the FABAM network to prove the rest of the world what uh, can be done in the FABAM network or with the skills that we teach, like in the FAB Academy, for instance, to apply them to a vertical sector. And also, I think the employment factor, so the idea of having, of training new people in FabLabs or with FabLabs that can, uh, in a way that can help them invent a new job or uh, simply work in a sector which is account like 20% of global economy. So uh, while, while the, the skills we learn in the, in the Fab Academy are very mind-opening, let's say, we also need to like integrate uh, uh, invention with application. No? 
So with uh, a practical market where we can use these skills. And uh, the textile industry in general, it's also a very specific uh, sector because there is a lot of uh, exploitation and uh, environmental problems which are related to this sector. And being able also to create technology that could help inventing new processes for creating textiles and inventing like new ways of uh, creating sustainable fashion, for instance, something that you can not only buy, but then you can reuse to make another uh, piece of clothing, or you can maybe adapt to become a piece of furniture. I mean, all, all these things are very interesting because they are like uh, tackling, in a way, a global economic crisis uh, in like in third world countries and all this stuff. Uh, I, the, the last thing I wanted to say is that uh, uh, there is already a very big community in the network. So we, we did run a workshop uh, bootcamp in, in Barcelona and we had like uh, more than 20 countries involved and participants which were joining locally in Barcelona and also a lot of people joining from their labs with groups. So we see that uh, the intuition we had, let's say, uh, during the, the last FAB conference of uh, an existing already network we can build upon for the, for developing textile related projects and all this stuff it's there so we just want to like like the fab academy did for fablabs like training the instructors for running these activities locally we want to do the same but with different projects that are like enriching for labs and also accessing the, the schools, I mean, targeting design schools, fashion schools, universities. It's also a way of introducing them to the public network and to the activities we, we already do. So it's uh, like enlarging our community to other different kind of people with different backgrounds, with a more artistic backgrounds maybe uh, than, than we all have. It's very important. So what will the Fabricademy? Uh, so what will the Fabricademy teach? So yeah, uh, we, 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 I, I, I will. I will. Uh, the website, which you, if you like. Well, so we have. Uh, I, I just want to. I just want to mention. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. I just want to mention that when we talk about textiles, you should understand that only like the nine percent, more or less, or like a little bit more is related to the fashion and the haute couture. Because, perhaps, uh, because textiles have a, a wide range, a range of applications. Applications, we talk about the automo automotive industry, we talk about the geotextiles, we, we talk about uh, building and construction, we talk about protective apparel, medical, medical textiles. So, uh, we shouldn't um, think about that we are going to do a, a program that is only about fashion design. So now I think we can uh, we can go into the the launch official launch of the of the program with the video. Can you show my video? Let's see. R right now, um, by by video, do you mean right now we're on yeah, my screen. your screen share? You're in control.
So, Fiori, we're looking at your screen right now. Is the sound? This is the public academy website, uh, textile-academy.org. And so sorry. we are launching. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Fiori. Yeah, and now I will play our video, launch video. Wait, let's see, hold on. It's, wait a second, if there's sound, I need to do something. Um. I'm the founder of the Fabric Science and Material Lab in Fabla Barcelona. I'm Cecilia Santia with the Black Society, and I fell in love with this fabrication at Fabla Barcelona. I'm Fred Batire. I'm working in the Academy staff, the management infrastructure. We just finished five uh, day, 40 hour, very intensive uh, bootcamp. We were testing this uh, bootcamp to make a proof concept and to find ways to improve uh, what we have been designing as an educational program that is going to be the Fabric Academy. Together with Anastasia, we have worked before in two different locations, but working on the same thing, the same team different disciplines, bringing them together to really make a change both in the educational system, in the way we transfer knowledge, in the way we work around textiles and fashion and digital fabrication and biotechnology. And all together it comes to a program which is basically our dream program. <laughs> This week has been very positive. It's been very stimulating to get to know different people from all over Europe, but also uh, overseas, who work in different sectors and have a completely different approach to the things we've seen. I flew all the way down from Miami, Florida, to attend this boot camp. This is my first, and it's not going to be the last. Public Academy will be a distributed uh, educational program throughout uh, the global network and people will be able to attend online and physically in their fab labs, maker spaces, garage, wherever they are. My role uh, in the new textile academy, the public academy, uh, will be to be the bridge to the public natural community and to help the nodes and structure to run the program and have all the information and the materials they need. I participated remotely and it was a very great departure from my traditional practice. We have a nice connection between Fab Lab Barcelona, Fab Lab Amsterdam and here inside in the University of Hochschule Weimar. The most interesting topic for me was the one with bioplastics and new materials. The technology I really preferred was to make soft circuits and soft patterns and soft sensors. 
to make it with cheap, affordable, and casual material was really a nice thing for system projects. It's interesting because it puts my knowledge in perspective and it makes me also see how other people approach the same material. It can, it can be very eye-opening and very helpful for the work later on. For anyone out there that is interested in textiles, in technology, in fabrication with sustainability materials, this is the camp to be. Okay. So this is the list of the classes. And I think now Cecilia can show you can show Cecilia's screen to see the classes. Okay, I'm on Cecilia's screen. You see them? Uh, yes. Great. Um, so I think we'll do this a bit switching over between Anastasia and me. We're going to just run through the classes. Um, of course, we're going to start with a look of why we're doing it and what is the state of the industry today. Uh, look at our backgrounds, what has been done uh, by Anastasia Subtextiles, what we have been working on, um, how the course is structured, and really starting already to put this mindset that we are looking for alternatives for more sustainable uh, and fair industry, and, um, and how we can bring together all these disciplines. We're going to move over to digital bodies. Uh, maybe this is the class Anastasia wants to explain, otherwise I'll go ahead. Yep. Okay. Um, so, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, Cecilia, can you go in the first uh, slide? Um, again, I just want to mention that, um, uh, I don't know if um, people here um, attending have attended also uh, the fab conferences, but uh, fab textiles uh, since uh, the fab 10 conference has tried to um, gather all the initiatives and showcase them in a format of exhibition. Um, so, and also like uh, the textile lab in Amsterdam has been active since since like 2012, I guess. So this is uh, something that comes out and it is the, the whole program comes out uh, as something that uh, consolidates and solidifies that uh, is an outcome of uh, work that has been uh, for the last three, three years. So um, these are like, let's say, our milestones that we have. This year also in FAB 13, we will be um, doing an exhibition, but we will talk about that in the end. Um, so um, the first class uh, is about um, digital bodies, and it's about um, the re representation of a human figure uh, with the means of digital fabrication. The concept here is that um, we make a parallelism of uh, how a writer and an author uses um, a pen and a pencil in order to write his masterpiece. 
and um, later on uh, uses the typewriter and afterwards uh, tablet, uh, voice dictation and whatever is coming up new in technology. So we think um, in the same way about the fashion designer and the body, the mannequin, that is the canvas for creation. And we want to um, teach the people all the different digital tools so that they can um, use the kind of technology they want in order to represent the human figure. It's not about the literal representation of the body, as you can see also here in the, the side of Gormley. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, and uh, the thing, uh, the tools are uh, a variety. Basically, we do a very heavy introduction into the infrastructure. We do it as a training, and then we will have each student using different kind of machines. So then we can follow. Uh, we can continue with the next class. Yes. Circular fashion. You wanna, well, here we are really looking at um, what we say, hacking the fashion system and working towards circular economy. Uh, so we're going to start with um, the class will be led by Zoe Romano. And uh, she already did a very great uh, introduction, I think, um, during the bootcamp to these topics and really try to look uh, not only at fashion as um, as a design of clothing, but also the whole social economical systems that are behind it and how we can actually turn these around and make them much more accessible. Uh, work towards circular economy um, and by creating modular clothing. So we're really going to look at how we can design patterns and clothing and themes that can be reassembled, so towards soft connections, um, and, and then laser cut them. So produce all different sorts of both uh, constructive patterns um, that are more that are both decorative and constructive and uh, simply constructive patterns that uh, uh, work towards themes. Um, can I make a point in this uh, class? Um, this class has a, has a wider scope, uh, basically to activate uh, a network of distributed manufacturing. The students, they will need to upload their files and they will need to uh, follow up and uh, share and see how they are getting uh, fabricated in different places of the world. It will be more oriented into like uh, sharing and uh, keeping track of their creations online. And also then again to reconnect to what we were saying earlier, to have really a collaborative network, which is uh, something that's not happening in fashion. Um, and we will work um, on biofabricating materials and dyes. So we're going to have a look at how we used to dye um, textiles and, other mat and natural materials with natural dyes, such as plants, flowers, roots, uh, which were less harmful ways than the chemical dyes that we use today. Because one of the aspects actually of this industry that nobody's ever talking about is the dyeing aspect. Because you can buy a t-shirt that's made out of organic cotton, but nobody's going to tell you how it's actually been dyed. 
and again, it's all these chemicals involved, which we can actually skip entirely if we look at the new technologies and at uh, synthetic biology. I mean, if we're looking at bacteria dying, which is something that has been moving forward in the last years, there is plenty of possibilities and research uh, that can be done and shared and built upon. Um, and then we're going to work uh, towards bioplastic silicons and alternative leathers, fish skin leather, mushroom leather, pineapple leather. So all those materials that can be alternatives to the ones that we used to use today um, that ha have been creating all these uh, issues in the industry and in the and being harmful for the environment. And, uh, I, and also uh, for this class, um, it has a very, uh, it, the meaning of this class in global level is very important because um, in my personal experience, what I have seen is that I go, for example, in Costa Rica and there they have local DIY recipes of materials that they are not known. Uh, or I go like here and they have uh, shrimp cells of it, like excess, or, or in, in Santiago, they have excess of copper. No? So I find this uh, class very interesting uh, in a global format because we can share recipes that they are very, very DIY from the grandmother, for example, to, uh, that, and, and they will be uh, able to circulate in this way. Okay. And the materials available are very different, actually. What are the local materials? Exactly. So, uh, Go. <laughs> okay. Um, so this class is the introduction of the exercise and wearables. It's um, we can about it as the class of the basic class of electronics that is more oriented into uh, soft circuits and soft sensors, how to make like a flexible PCBs, uh, do speech and so um, and it has a lot to do with programming 80 times and integrating into the into fabric. And uh, they are, uh, there is a great amount of work done by uh, we are inviting and are more than happy to have this insight of uh, how to make a uh, um, computer on a t shirt, for example. Yeah. I think that's go forward. Yeah. Um, computational couture, this is also a class that we, uh, of which we had a short introduction uh, by Aldo during the boot camp. Um, and here we're really looking at digital bodies that we can be constructing already in the first class and then 3D modeling around the body and what actually all these new tools can mean for fashion designers and textile designers that work around the body and everybody who really works around the body. Um, because it's tools that are not uh, taught to them, they have no idea that they even exist. And when you uh, actually present them to them and show them that these are actually things that are feasible and possible, they're often very uh, surprised. So I think this will be a very hard but uh, exciting class for all of them. Mm -hmm. I go on. Yeah, I wanted to add this about this class that we will like use. Uh, 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 rhino, grasshopper, 
to build like a computational model that can dynamically be adjusted on human meshes. So that means that most of the work of the traditional textile designer or, or fashion designer that was done on paper can be done using an algorithm and then can be adapted to the actual shape of the, the person which could be acquired by a scanner. And we do this, the scanner part, it's in the first class, in the digital body class. And then here they can take their own scan and develop something that fits automatically on their body. Yeah, and it means bringing really together bespoke tailoring to digital fabrication and personal fabrication to any lab. So the textile scaffold is more seeing what are the applications of technical textiles and uh, we will be using uh, fabrics in order to uh, do composites, uh, but also to do concrete casting, crystallization of, uh, of fabrics, UV solidification, and, um, and all these different methods of using the fabric as a homework and as a, a solidified uh, surface. This class, I think, itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it is an exploration in the open source hardware field in general. And then it focuses mainly on the area of textile and uh, how we can up, update obsolete machines for producing textiles. Ideally, uh, in this class, each fab lab can uh, contact an old uh, industry that they have uh, big uh, industrial machines that are out of use and they can hack them. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, we can take the advantage of this self-fabrication and open source technology uh, to come up with new uh, ways of production and new machines, new techniques. Uh, so so we will be hacking uh, existing machines and also uh, uh, doing and replicating or creating a new open source uh, hardware for textile industry. I think on a social and more manufacturing aspect, this class also really has, has the potential to democratize technology somehow, because all of the machinery um, the textile designers or anybody who works with textile would like to use, they're often like half a million euro machines. It's not exactly accessible technology for everybody. Well, if we're really looking at hacking tools that are already in the fab lab or machines that are already here or adapting them slightly to another use, then all of a sudden the range of possibility completely changes and it really gives access to hundreds more people, thousands more people to technologies uh, and techniques that otherwise will be unaffordable or way too slow, they will take longer, they or just simply really inaccessible. Yeah, I have a suggestion on this class. This one is clearly important for fab labs, but, but I would split. Um, you haven't yet really talked about the processes of sewing and weaving. Um, it's a huge subject. There's many types of sewing and weaving, as you know well, many ways to program them. 
Um, I think there's one whole class on how sewing and weaving works and the types and ways you control it, and then another on hacking the machines and open sourcing the machines and building the machines. Yeah, I think we were also okay. looking at having uh, courses like that as pre-courses um, before the academy. Well, no, but what I'm suggesting no, is... No, I, I, um, I agree, I agree. Yeah, just to unpack it a little more, things like um, my student, Sam, who I introduced, has done projects making sewing machines, going through all the different ways you can... You know, there's many different approaches to, to how threads go through sewing machines. And, uh, you know, Nike recently did the fly knit sneaker based on programmable weaving. There's just so much content on all the different ways fibers go through each other. Um, I think that's really important universe to, to navigate. Um, that's pretty advanced and so belongs in the course, but, but is one step before then how do you make the machines? And I think it also really reconnects with what we see now happening from uh, towards knitwear being actually maybe the most sustainable way of producing textiles. Um, and of course, with uh, the Knitterate uh, being finally sold, completely sold out, I think, on Kickstarter, or any very well funded. And hopefully a lot yeah. of labs will have yeah. one that will really help us as well producing in the lab and looking at how knitwear industrially works, but then in a fab lab. The, the counter name of this class is called From Fibers to Fabric. So we, we, we hope that uh, we will be able to explain the different techniques um, about that. I don't know if it will be like in the same class or if it has to split in two classes. Yeah, again, I'm suggesting the, the, the processes by which you join fibers is such a big subject. And there's a whole other subject, which is how you make the machines and what are the available machines and how you hack the machines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the other one, the next one is the uh, Wearables 2. And uh, it is exploring, again, self-synthesis and self-sensors, but in a more like a profound way and having uh, things that they are not in the first class, uh, like uh, shape memory actuators, shape memory alloys, public speakers, uh, pressure sensors, accelerometers, potentiometers, all made the, in, uh, in a soft version. So um, it also ha it has to do with communicating uh, sex size, you know, protocols of communication and became wearable garments. So this class is about uh, the wider uh, scope and uh, basically it is preparing the students for the product development of further. It is um, uh, what, uh, the applications uh, of the textiles and the wearables into health, into sports, uh, into the different kind of industries, performative art, big um, creation, and uh, the students will need to make a teach to teach a project idea and that will be evaluated uh, 
um, by the global impact in this case is the Oscar and uh, he, uh, he will evaluate the, via the viability of the project proposal uh, of the of the field. So it's preparing, uh, it's showing the wide wide range of the applications, but also um, preparing the students to be uh, able to start working on his concept for the next three months after the classes. It is only theoretical. So then um, the social body uh, is a class that will focus in a specific field of uh, robotics, which is the social body. But um, unlike like the, the rigid robots that we are most used to talk about, robots have uh, similarities and performance characteristics with the living organism and the human body. So uh, we, they are bio-inspired, they're inspired by nature, or they are uh, they have biomimicry, they, they imitate uh, nature. And they have a wide uh, up, up, uh, range of applications into wearables, uh, but also like in uh, rehabilitation processes, and as well as uh, surgical robots and resting also they, that uh, it's another kind of like um, exploration into robots that they are more uh, human-like. Uh, so uh, we also get into the aspect of uh, being more like uh, into the post-human and cyborg concept. Uh, uh, and we will focus on the, in this class, we will focus on the fabrication of uh, soft actuators in sensors and uh, uh, Sorry. Uh, so, go back one, go back to the soft yeah. robot slide. Um, uh, this, is a scope, we, sorry, this, this is a scope question. So, um, sorry, let, let me let question. finish the, the last, the last uh, phrase is that it focuses on artificial muscles and performative uh, locomotion design. So we will study uh, also like the, the motion of different robots and uh, develop different uh, soft actuators. Okay. Um, it's just a scope question. Is the class defined by textile? Is the class defined by soft? What, what defines what's in the class and what's not in the class? Meaning, is, is molded PDMS part of the class? How do you find the boundary? Uh, I think that uh, in this class we, we combine textiles, but we also have uh, silicon and uh, molding and casting. But th th that's the question, just sort of to understand what fits in Fabricademy and what doesn't. Sort of w what defines the boundary of Fabricademy? The, the applications that they are closer to the body, I think. We, we talk about more oriented into the wearable um, solutions. Currently, I am, for example, in soft robotics. Currently, here in Santiago, I am developing uh, with a PhD student um, an inflatable hand uh, glove that is for uh, after a cancer treatment of lymphedema. So, lymphedema is uh, when you have. Uh, 
inflated in uh, uh, your veins. So we are uh, doing a prototype of an inflatable soft robot that is measuring the pressure and uh, accordingly pressures in order to rehabilitate the patient. So but I think that this is my question. Um, for example, there's people making soft robots that are like insects that have nothing to do with the body but are really beautiful. Um, at the other extreme, for example, there's using fabric to make architectural scale tents, giant structures. Um, you know, are insect robots part of Fabricademy? Is architectural fabric part of Fabricademy? Sort of yes. Talk about the taxonomy. Yeah, I think that the, the range, uh, all the range is inside. We will be more than happy to have a big scale inflatable like uh, projects, but also tiny scale on on the body implants of robots. No, but you need to say no to some things. And so you know, is it defined by the body? Is it defined by flexible? Is it defined by fabric? What What doesn't belong? I think each uh, one of the examples you were mentioning actually connects to it in a different way. I mean, the moment we are integrating textiles, um, it integrates through that knowledge. The moment we're working towards the body, um, it reconnects to the to the classes in a different way. But actually, I think they both can be part of it. It's just depending on the way of how... I think the interest of who of who will follow the classes, but also the notes that will actually run the classes have slightly different scopes. And if we look at uh, merging textiles, technology, um, biotechnology, digital fabrication in different ways, but always with a scope of um, textiles and sust sustainability, but like towards technology, <laughs> then but we just, actually just find a connection. Just to keep pushing this, because I think it's close. It, it, is textile a common thread, so to speak? Does textile, is it a textile academy or is only textile only one of the material sets? So I couldn't, I lost. Yeah, what, is, what did you? Yeah. Well, the human tissue is the textile. The, er, the, the We call it the urban fabric. So textile is actually in everything. So, um, it's a, I understand that um, I don't think that it should be limiting in in the, in the matter. I think that it should be more oriented into the application and why. So I I don't want to um, lo uh, take shorter the range of this like the, the of this great. Uh, amount of projects that they can come out from this uh, from this program okay um let's keep going through the slides and then i'll ask another version of that question so go on please <laughs> so i think we're we coming to the Hi, I'm here from FabLab Camp Linford. I want to say uh, only one word that I think that maybe the definition is also related to the textile behavior, so like about the membrane, and I think that it's uh, something, uh, I mean, in this relation with the, with the behavior of the textiles, uh, digital fabrication, and 
Yeah, and what, what it, this flexibility that permits the soft fabrication is also related to, to define also the Fabri Academy. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So we we have a Electronic. So we talk about uh, creating uh, intimate interaction in technology and uh, electronics. Uh, we consider uh, electronics and technology to be an extension of our body or part of our body. So on, on the skin electronics, we are exploring and focusing on the research of integrating electronics inner skin, uh, implants, uh, bioelectronics, and uh, all these um, unbody technologies, in-body technologies, that uh, they, are, uh, they allow us to create new human-computer interaction spaces and augment our abilities as humans, measure and raise awareness of our own biological functions. So in this class, we, we can uh, have a range of uh, projects that they are implanting magnets in their fingers so that they can uh, augment their senses and have a magnetic uh, sense. Uh, but also having a patch on, uh, on our uh, neck that uh, measures our galvanic skin response or our electricity or our conductivity in order to understand uh, our biometrics. And then the last class. Uh, it, yes. Those were the, the classes and then we will end up yeah. with the uh, presentation and evaluation. Yeah. Okay, so if I could, let me ask yeah. again. Um, one way to define what you presented is a common connecting thing of textiles. One is soft and flexible. One is wearable and the body. And so, for example, do large tents fit in the class? The, our architectural do large, scale fabric. Uh, you know, the, yes. here, um, the... Yes, tensile structures, deployable structures are all entering into the, into the core. So like D D Denver yeah. Airport is this amazing large-scale architectural tent. So it, 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 is that part of the class? Well, depends how we look at it. I mean, there is... I think okay. architecture really relates to the body as well, relates to human beings too. It's actually um, the, the same way we build clothing, we actually think larger and build architecture, but it's everything that relates to human being and makes us comfortable, uncomfortable, um, produces certain yeah. movements, detects certain movements. So there is different, that's why I keep saying, it's different yeah. phases of a new course that doesn't exist and that is what we were missing so to stay with that I'm, 
All and, of these answers are good. I'm just, I'm not challenging them. I'm pushing for clarity. Is, is it really about yeah. what surrounds a person? So I understand there is the this example uh, about the scale. You ask about the scale. And um, I think that uh, we, it, the same technology can be applied in different scales. Uh, I wouldn't go into this big scale because I think that is not the future. <laughs> so I would go more into ephemeral uh, structures, uh, deployable structures. I would, I would do a project, for example, that is about the in, uh, giving shelter to Indians uh, is temporarily the situation that has values and technology if uh, the Denver airport uh, uses, but uh, I wouldn't uh, go uh, into this big scale. Okay. I mean, one of the reasons for these questions is um, inflatable soft robots is a giant field but it goes very far into things like polymer chemistry and applications that have nothing to do with people. And so again, that's why I'm pushing to sort of clarify how you define what will fit and what won't fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and we need this, but I also really think, yeah, that it is really the connection to, to the human being for, for those two classes. Especially for the soft robotics, it's really about how we connect to the body and how can we can measure the body. It's much more a human dimension um, and and a soft and flexible dimension. But let's see, it's not a wearable so, technology class. The course isn't defined. Is it, is the course defined by wearable technology? No, it's part of it. Okay, so Voltec is a part of the, of the course, but so, uh, so, I understand. I guess not. We not have into the uh, deeply into the world of polymers and into the. We are more uh, interested into the um, application, the innovation, and I think that also we are uh, the FabLab network has always. Uh, push the from down the innovation in the field. So I think that we will uh, find out the uh, recipes that uh, finally they will be used. Um, I, I don't think that uh, the, our scope is uh, to enter in detail into uh, biochemistry. Okay, so try, um, so the Fab Academy class is principles and applications of digital fabrication. To try to make a sentence that defines Fabricademy. Okay. I think I'm right? now with the new, a new textile and technology academy. And Say it again. Until now, we've been using a new textile and technology academy. And I could add what we, we on the website. Uh, it's a journey at the intersection between textile, digital fabrication, and biology. And that means 
basically that we, we we are finding the intersection. So the intersection is the interesting part, you know? So, again, I don't want to keep pushing, but the reason I keep pushing, I think it's an important conversation. You do keep coming back to textile as a common thread. Um, I, so the question is, it, is textile kind of common to everything? I think it is, but but not quite. How how much is the class defined by building on top of textiles? Or replacing okay. textiles. You mean specifically on the soft robotics or the whole just program? sort of just once again, meaning to tell somebody in one sentence what this is about and what it'll teach and what it won't teach and, and sort of how to focus it. Um, how, how to explain exactly what's in the class and exactly what's not. Um, and it has to do with um, sort of you know, focus. How do you figure out what fits and what goes beyond what you can cover? I think that the, the I, it's very important. It has been very important for us uh, the fact of the current state of art also. I think that we we have a, um, we, we the program is not really defined by uh, what is um, what is in and what is out in terms of like uh, the definition, but it's also defined uh, by the current needs of society and the current state of art. So uh, we made a, we made a mix of we made a mix uh, and a recipe of the things that we think that we should. Um, respond to this program. But I don't find the, I don't think that it should be 100% uh, static because technology is changing. So maybe in three years the program will be different because technology has advanced and the, and the focus is not anymore into skin electronics, for example. No, it will be in skin electronics, but uh, it, uh, it's not anymore into the textile scaffold because they go have the ultrasound welding textile. So we, we take out this class because technology is very fast. One more way, um, this you know, this is an ongoing conversation. When you're done Fab Academy, we certify you know how to do digital fabrication. Mm -hmm. When you're done Fab Academy, you get a certification that you know how to do sort of how do you finish the sentence? When you finish Fab Academy, what are you certifying people can do? They can do digital publication for sure. I think what you have then is actually being a profession that doesn't exist at the moment. Okay. It's giving you a set of skills that uh, are emerging and coming together. And as Fiore was saying in the tagline, finding that intersection is um, it's people with um, it's individuals with a skill with a set of skills that at the moment very few people have and also when we're talking to um, large companies that are actually doing the innovation they're really surprised of seeing us doing it into fab labs with actually um, quite low-cost machinery with next to their 60,000 80,000 euro machines and they're like they're looking at us and thinking like wow I wish you know there was more people that actually had this set of skills because yeah. nobody uh, into footwear or textile design, they, they yeah. don't have 
uh, a multidisciplinary set of skills often. They build right. them up along the way. And so this let me, actually... Got it. Let me uh, remind I you like, that it's I like the When we started Fab Labs, digital fabrication wasn't a concept. It wasn't a term. We now say it like it's like the sun rises and there's... We, we invented that. We invented that as a skill. And so you're inventing a new set of skills. And and it, it, I think it would help the fabrication, no? the soft it, fabrication. It, that that could be it. So far, that's the best thing I've heard. That if it's <laughs> soft fabrication, um, it's different from yeah. saying textile or human. It's soft fabrication. Um, and so I, I, I I'm talking too much, but I think it's important. This. One version to do it is it's human center technology. One is it has to do with textiles. I like the answer that it has to do with making soft things, but each is a slightly different answer. And I think it's important to figure out which one you, you, you want to focus on. I do like soft fabrication as what's really connecting it all. Yeah. Uh, what I, what uh, It's very nice that you open this conversation, and I think that uh, we will be... Uh, sleep, we will sleep on it, uh, for sure. And uh, we will have, uh, I, I understand the needs because then you can scale. Once you have defined your boundaries, then you can scale up, of course. And I understand that. So maybe we, we are not like, um, 100% of what this answer is, but uh, I think that we will have it uh, very soon. Um, the thing is that the time is going on and uh, we have, uh, we are, we have many, we are in the number three out of the eight of our presentation. So maybe we can continue and uh, we can leave this uh, conversation open. Um, I don't know. Uh, how do you see? Well, we're close to end of time in the recitation. Maybe we should open up if anybody else has questions or comments. Uh, the only thing then I, I will, we will need to mention is that uh, during Cloud 13, we will have activities uh, that uh, will be uh, every day uh, for uh, local instructors and nodes, uh, one uh, hour per day. Uh, we will have meetings and then we will be running workshops that are um, defining and showing the content of the classes for the instructors and the nodes in order to be able to um, to uh, learn and then after in September we will run a bootcamp for instructors online uh, these are uh, the main things and from today uh, we are launching the our uh, nodes application yeah just a, just a detail um Right now, the note application says Fab Lab or University. There's many other types of organizations. Yes, we should add uh, yeah. every kind of organization. Also working towards more textile labs. Oh, okay. Oh, that is... Oh, I see. It was just scrolling. Okay. okay. Um, anybody else questions or comments? Uh, remember, star six got mute on the bridge. I think Barcelona. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. 
from the Japanese and tea, the kombucha, when it's dry and when you can laser cut it and do it whatever you want and create your own bioplastic things. I mean, it was like, it, I didn't expect it. It was super fun that because at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do something super cool with electronics, I don't know, but I didn't expect it, but when I finish, I feel more like curious about biological process in Green Academy and things, these things that, I don't know. <laughs> ah, and also another thing that I really enjoyed, it was all the lectures, I like it, but the one that I liked the most, it was the, we, I think it was from We Make, from this girl from Italy, and she was explaining the different ways that you can make like a, like kind of like a business or like getting money from open source projects, from textile projects and things like that. It was really, really, I really enjoyed it. And that's it, sorry, it was a long thing and I really enjoyed it and thank you and congratulations. Okay, I think that's a, I think that's a great note to add on to end on and then Textile Academy site for people to join. Yeah, and that's uh, right. Why don't we end with the schedule? When is the class going to start? So class starts yeah. the 26th of September on Tuesdays. So it won't be Wednesdays like the Bio Academy or the Fab Academy, but Tuesdays. And we, we also plan to do recitations in another day, which should be fixed. We already have a long list of uh, faculty. <laughs> you, go, you can find everything on the site. I also wanted to say that it won't be 18 weeks like the Pub Academy. It will be 13 weeks of lectures. And then other two months, you will be able to spend in the lab for developing the final project. So we are splitting the two moments. And so the final project presentation will be in the next Fab conference, so in Fab 14, while the uh, like the assignments and projects presentation that you've done during the weeks will be done at the end of the 13 weeks. And Great. basically, the, uh, all the practical information, everything you want, you go on the website, you find our email address, and we can uh, support you in applying as a node or as a student. Great. Thank you very much. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.